We're live. We're live. It's live. Hey, how do you do? I do well. <laughs> hey, everybody. We're back with another episode of Opinions That Don't Matter. I'm episode Katie. 365 already. Isn't that amazing? That's not true. What do you mean? There's no way. 130. Yeah, I was no, like, I'm at 130 in my podcast or something. And my podcast is ahead of our podcast now, even though we launched ours much earlier. Yes. But uh, you caught up and then surpassed. That's because what I am, I'm a marathon runner. I run it and I run it. If I make a commitment, I do it. But I have, we have a tough time. So we've been having difficulty making time to record this. Just it's busy. We have so many other things going on. And, you know, we'll, we'll get there. We made a commitment. We, uh, we've, we're filming right now. It's we're doing a little, it. A little later in the evening. Remember, we used to film these at night. Well, we didn't have a dog that, like, needs our attention. Right. And every day I get a little bit older and a little bit more tired. No, today I got my Perk hair up, did. Katie. You I got my great. hair did. I know. But it's funny because she parts it in the middle for color. And then I always forget to tell her like to style it to one side. Oh. I know that's old people talk because all the youngins, which I never, I don't know why, when or why anybody ever t- started taking advice from like 19 year olds on what's fashionable and not. But the 19 year olds on TikTok were like all the old people with straight hair parting their hair off to the side. It's like for old people. And so then women in their 30s were like, well, I guess I'll start parting it down the middle. And then it was just hilarious because it doesn't look good on everybody's face. Do you know what I mean? I have no idea what's going on. Oh. So people on TikTok are, are the, the young people are slagging on the old people mm-hmm. on, yep. on TikTok. Mm-hmm. No one cares. Nobody cares. I know. But people do care. That's the thing. And But it's because we're in a world where it's connected like that and people actually can like comment on your shit. Whereas when... I was a teenager. I couldn't comment on my mom's friend's shit and be like, you look dorky in those mom jeans. Oh, you get smacked. Yeah. They say, get out of here, loser. Hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I'm not worried about kids bullying <laughs> me online. No, but I'm people, people are, you know, I think a lot of people aren't past that. Yeah. People care what people think. Uh, opinions, Gosh, don't, darn it. opinions don't matter. They you don't. Know? Especially They're online ones. Opi- oh, from stranger, I mean, stranger nice, danger. Like, an online compliment means all the world. <laughs> Maybe it's worth about half of a compliment, mm. but uh, a quarter compliment. An, an online insult. If someone leaves a, a nasty comment, I, I really don't care. Yeah, we had a nasty person in my Instagram. I had to block recently. Oh yeah, block. Oh, hey, yeah. They were well, actually restricted them, which is my favorite thing to do because that means they think it's showing up, mm. but nobody else sees. But they were like telling everybody that they were schizophrenic and I don't know, but not in a nice way, not using They were the telling word. other people mm-hmm. that they were. Well, I were. think you're a schizo. That's what oh. they were saying. You're a fucking crazy schizo. And mm. I was like, you can get the fuck out. Here's your time out hat. It was more like you're never coming back. Mm-hmm. Bye. Right. Sorry, not Shut sorry. Yep. <clears throat> the imagine, <clears throat> they don't know. I, I like said, hey, look over here. And then they're like, oh, and they don't even realize they're not in the room anymore. Right. You anyway. showed them the door. I did. Um, but yeah, we've been having a tough time making time to do this. And just, I was gone last weekend on a, I was at a bachelorette. Right. It was so much fun. I was, I'm still recover. I'm still tired. I didn't like never recovered. Also, Sean's getting up at a crazy hour. Seven's not crazy. That is cr- for us. It's crazy. No, it's great. It I might as well be four. Might as well be four. That's not true. She does not get up. Half the time she doesn't get out of her crate. She's like, what's wrong with him? He's lost his mind. That's what she said to me last night. You should have heard her. Mm-hmm. Raw, 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 raw. Yeah. So what did you do at the bachelorette party? We went to Frio River, um, which if anybody isn't from Texas, which I don't even really still consider myself from Texas, it is from Austin. 
It is southwest. So you go down through San Antonio and out. San Antonio. San Antonio. And it's in a town where we stayed was like the river bend at Frio River. Because Frio River is obviously like it's a river. So it's it's long and goes through a lot of different areas. But we stayed in Leakey, Texas. L-E-A-K-E-Y. I don't know if that's how you say it because Texans tend to like to put their own flair on things. So maybe it's like Leakey. I don't know. Leakey Lou. Leakey Lou. (laughs) Looks like Leakey. But it was a lot of fun. No cell reception. Sorry, the dog is chewing on my foot right now. Ooh, la la. If I, uh, if I looked startled all of a sudden. Ooh, yeah. I was trying to keep it cool, but. But no cell reception, which is both terrifying and amazing at the same time. But Wi-Fi at the house, so I could, I, so I called and, you know, we could text and stuff when I was at the house. Um, my friend Lauren is really, her soon-to-be husband has been in the food making industry, the restaurant industry. For many, many moons. And so all of his friends, thus a lot of her friends are also in the industry. However, the funny thing when we were talking about this the other day, because they made amazing food and we we're out there and we we're totally spoiled. Only one of the girls on the trip is in the in, in the food making industry, in the restaurant industry. Mm-hmm. The rest are just regular people. They just love food and love good wine. And so it was just like all the things you want to eat and drink for a weekend. It was amazing. So anyway, um, we floated the river. Well, we tried to float the river. It didn't really work out. Um, But we went to the little swimming area and like hung out, listened to the music. It's tough to float the river when there's a drought, you know? Yes. You kind of, was it muddy? Were there mosquitoes? Tell me all about it. No, no mud, no mosquitoes. Okay. I mean, I'm sure there were mosquitoes, but we sat outside a lot and I I put on bug spray, but no one else got bit. Not everybody put bug spray on. So I don't even know if they're there. I just preempt, I always preemptively strike. Because Raymond gave me the heads up about Pickeridden. Saves the day. amazing mm-hmm. until you get it in your mouth. It's, yeah. Uh, it's peppery. I think that's, you know. It is. It's a pepper-based thing. But yeah. yeah, I don't know. Only you, this sounds weird to say this, but only you are the one that causes me to get it into my mouth because you'll be going to your beer night with the guys. I kiss you goodbye. And I'm like. Spicy kisses. Why do you have Pickeridden on your face? Oh, I, I uh, spray a little my hands and then I just kind of rub it over my head. And, oh. So. There's a drought and the woman who owns the property where we stayed at, we rented a couple of houses, although like 11 of us were in the house that I stayed in. She had told us, ladies, you cannot float the river. And Lauren, our bachelorette was like, well, I'm going to try. I came here to float by golly floating. And I was like, I like your tenacity. I will also attempt to float. And they were like, let me see one, two, three, four, five, like eight of us. Okay. Out of the total 14 that were like, you know what, Lauren? Ride or die, bitches. We're going to float this fucking river. So you trek through the woods to get to the river? No. So the lady who owns the place, part of the, we could pay $10 to rent a tube. And so I was like, yep, pay $10, rent a tube. And we got these floaties to hold our coolers filled with, you know, water, bubbly water, beers, Lone Star beers, uh, White Claws, Trulies, all sorts of just day drinking kind of shenanigans. The necessities when one is floating Always. the river. Exactly. And so she drops us off. The, the floaties and um, Mayor, one of the women who wasn't going to go on the float was dropped. You know, some of them drove us up and they dropped us off at this like little parking lot. And then we had to walk through the dry riverbed part. That should have been our first cue. So you can tell it's a riverbed. And she's like, you have to walk down there and turn to the right. And there's where the water is. And she's like, and you want to, you might just want to walk to the next because that was just a little pool. And then you get into a larger pool. And we're like, okay, okay. 
I put my tube around me. Me and this other girl, Mariah, are like, we'll carry one of the cooler floats, you know, because like, we're just going to do this. Fuck it. We're going to do it. That cooler float weighed, mm, I don't know, 50 pounds. Yeah, they should call it a cooler anchor. Well, because, you know, filled with ice and everything, it's all heavy. Mm -hmm. So we truck on slowly. So none of us roll our ankles on these river rocks. And we get in that first kind of bloomp of water and we're like, it's a little algae. Like, mm, that's like, a bad sign. Lauren's like, ugh. You can smell it before you get there, right? It's no, it wasn't like that bad. Oh, okay. It was underwater only. So it didn't have that smell. But anyway, so we get in and Lauren's like, ugh, algae. And we're just like kicking along and we're like, oh, we'll just, we'll get over there and we'll get into the next pond. To get out of that algae water and to drag the the tube on my body and Mariah and I each to grab one of the handles of the four handles on this cooler float it took all our strength. It is way harder to pull something out of the water while you also are pulling yourself and another object and, and together. So you were portaging. We were portaging and then to get over and then back into the next pool. Long story short, next pool was our final destination. We, it was not algaed. It was clear. It was beautiful. It was nice. The water was like cool enough, but warm enough. It wasn't, you didn't get goosebumps or anything. It was like, oh, refreshing, which was good because I was sweating from the portaging. And Scott, one of the guys, the only guy at the party, he was also had a cooler float to all to himself and his tube. And he was ahead of us like to go to the next because we were supposed to float this fucking river. Roughly takes us about three hours. We were so told. he was scouting for you. And... As we got over that portaging, Laura, a member of our portage, uh, slipped and whacked her butt on this big old rock. Mm. And Lauren, we were like, oh, and I'm like, are you okay? And Lauren's like, what happened? Are your legs, what ha you know, did you break anything? And she's like, I'm pretty sure I severely bruised my tailbone, but nothing we can do about it. So on we go, you know, oh, okay. she's a trooper. We're yeah. going to fucking float this river. I say, I don't think we should keep going. This seems really dangerous. One of us has already fallen. We've barely made it. <laughs> they said three hours. We're like 15 minutes in. And I said, every time we get on those rocks, I'm afraid of Mariah or I is going to roll our ankle. Right. I said, I don't know if it's worth it. And I looked to Lauren, said Bachelorette. And she's like, yeah, we got to stop. Mm -hmm. And she's like, but I just want to hang out here for a while. And I was like, down. Because this water was nice. And so I holler, I'm like, Scott, Scotty. And he's like, huh? And he, and he turns back and he goes, are we giving up? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And he's like, fucking awesome. It's not getting better. It only gets worse. <laughs> and he battles back with his, all this stuff. He's like, I don't even want to tell you what I looked around the bend, but you thought that was hard. There's like 40 of those coming up. It doesn't get better. So we floated for about mm, 15 more minutes. Scott got out, ran towards the road so he could get service, <clears throat> called Mare. To which they said, we told you a toe to so. Mm -hmm. And we said, we already had discussed as a group that we will eat the crow because they told us not to. And we said, we're going to fucking float this river. And so we were just like, we'll take it. And we, he said, I know you told us so. And we should. So A for gumption. I'm going to score this for you. Uh, <laughs> B for, you know. A execution. Execution. I, I mean, you're not Lewis and Clark, you know. No. Uh, and all we have are like river shoes, you know, like water shoes. Right. Hmm. Yeah, overall, I, I, I like the story and I thought you guys were doing a great job. 
I would have liked to have seen you go one more puddle just in case the river opened up. But you could see it, Scott said, uh, down in it. Okay. It did not. Well, then there was no said opening up. At least no one really got hurt. Yeah. You know, poor Laura. I hope it was her, an adventure. I hope her butt bone is, is okay. Yeah. But it was just, it was funny <laughs> because Blair, another member of the group, she was like, because I had my sun hat on because I finally have almost gotten rid of my melasma. Isn't that amazing? It's a muesli. M-U-S-E-L-Y. Muesli spot cream fucking saves the day. Thanks, TikTok. I'd, I'd read about it and then TikTok kept advertising it to me. I finally gave in. Hmm. Uh, can't recommend enough. But anyway, Blair <laughs> was like, Katie, you said you grew up in a small town. I was like, yeah. And we're like portaging. This is the first. She goes, with that hat, you know, you just look like you're up up for anything. Totally outdoorsy girl. I like that look. And I was like, thanks. Given total dad vibes. And she was like, that's it. <laughs> Fanny pack, you know, mm-hmm. you're a real uh, outfitter, you know, you're. Although I had like a frilly girly swimsuit on, black speckled water shoes, and then my dad hat. A little style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like to mix it up. I like to mix up my my overall look. Right. Mix and match. Mix and match. Business and party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I have a picture of us in the river. If we want to share it all, I can give it to you and you can put it up here if you want. Okay. Sean's like, don't give me more work. I'm already overworked. So if you don't see a photo, I'll put one on my Instagram. Oh. Anyway, um, it was fun. It fun was had like by all. I was jealous, honestly, when I knew that you were going to the river to float. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing is we moved to Texas with the promise of swimming holes everywhere. And oh. they really are everywhere. Mm, have you, I mean... Lake Austin, Lake Travis, Lake Buchanan. There's a whole brushy creek running through a whole swath of Austin. No swimming holes. Um, I just named a lot of things. Yeah. Mm. Lady Bird Lake, which don't take your dogs, is poisonous algae. Right. It just seems, I think, because of the drought that there's not as many swimming pools. And then you have to make reservations to go to the cool ones. I'm like, why would I, you know, I just want to go out into the wilderness and go to a swimming hole. But I think there's just too many people. Well, I mean, it is the capital of Texas. That's true. That's true. But, you know, uh, I'm expecting more from the swimming holes, hopefully next season. And I think also that the problem with your, I'm sorry to crush your dreams. Yes. But when it comes to, because I grew up in the middle of nowhere. Right. Where there were said swimming holes. They are so hard to get into because it had, nothing's been like cleared. Right. So you're like, I remember one time in particular because your girl loves an adrenaline rush and is a daredevil. We got up to the edge and there's like bushes. Like you have to climb through the bushes mm-hmm. in your swimming suit. It's not ideal. The mosquitoes are everywhere. What's the bear situation like? I didn't know. No bears. Okay. Um, and then you look out and you're like, you're above the water a little bit, but you don't know how deep it is. So you can't just like jump no, in. No, no, no. That's not wise. And so you kind of like try to scale. As a kid, the amount of times I slid through mud on my rump to get into the water num- endless amounts and sometimes it's not that good mm. and then the rocks can be pokey or there can be like it can be slimy or there can be tons of like fish you just don't know yeah my main fear is getting a leech on my bird you don't want to get a leech anywhere i've had leeches on my toes and I've had to pull them off never had a leech oh really well there in was that, that one that one lawyer that i hired <laughs> <laughs> no, but in mud when, when I would stick cause to slide down and yeah. it's like mucky cause you're getting into like not a set up watering right, hole. Right. I just feel like what you want doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry to crush your dreams. I'm happy to go. Well, on Instagram, for instance, 
they they send me all the or the algorithm sends me all these beautiful watering holes and then what i do immediately is i look it up mm-hmm. and you find out it's in michigan no, I find out that, you know, it, it doesn't have the water in it that it used to. So it's kind of mucky. Mm. And um, and then Droughts a lot of them, you, you have to get tickets to yeah. go in, in advance. Mm-hmm. Like Krause Springs is supposed to be amazing. What's the one ba- down by Dripping Springs that like all the people take their Instagram pictures at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that one. Is that um, Hamilton or something? Yeah, Hamilton uh, Spring or Pool or I so, don't know. So we don't know you guys. Know Anyways, I want to go to these places just that. Frio River would be probably as close to that as you could get. Right. Was there trash? No. Okay, that's cool. Only ours that we picked up and put in a bag. Okay, good. Because when we <laughs> oh your story that that's good. I'm gonna give you a couple extra points there for well, cleaning when we up your pulled trash. our because we put everything in our cooler float. So you know you drink. Oh, also, sorry, I forgot a very key part of the story. If anybody from the party's listening, they're like, Katie, you forgot something that's very important. As we're floating and and we get to that first like <sighs> respite. Yep. A lot of girls were already hung over from the night before. Ooh. And Mariah was like, Katie, can you get me a water out of there? Just like water. We did not have any water mm. because everybody thought someone else was putting it in a cooler. So all I could find for her was a Waterloo sparkling water in black cherry flavor. Mm, that's not going to be satisfying. And she was like, I mean, it'll do. Yeah. I felt bad for her. There's nothing I could do for her. I don't like that Waterloo brand, by the way. There's something odd. Well, especially black cherry. We have those like four that we just never drank that sit there forever. And I'm like, hopefully someone comes over who loves black cherry. Right. They'll be like, score. Look what Mm -hmm. you guys are carrying. I haven't been able to find this for, you know, years because it's not a very popular flavor. People there loved Waterloo. There's a ton of Waterloo, but tons of like strawberry and other flavors. I brought Pellegrino because I like that. So Mm -hmm. I brought the ones like we get the, I forget what the, it's like blood orange and then the other is lemon or something. Tasty. But anyway, on this particular day, particularly hot, like 95 degree day. Poor Mariah, who, you know, lost her voice at the spasmatic concert and just needed a water, had to drink a Waterloo black hmm. cherry. Life is tough. Tough. I tell you. Yeah. Tough. <laughs> but anyway, oh, we went to a spasmatic concert and dressed in our sequins. Awesome. Because the theme was disco cowgirl. I'm glad you had a good time. Overall, very fun. Yeah. Hey, you know what uh, showed up in the mail? I know because I went and got it for you. Well, it was, uh, it was actually for other people, the audience to know. Oh. Mm-hmm. Hey, Raymond, <laughs> guess what I found or what came in the mail? Mm-hmm. I have glasses from I Buy Direct. Let me know what you think of these glasses, people. If you like I think them, they look good. I'm just not sure. I'm not used to it, you know? And, well, it uh, does take some getting used to seeing glasses on your face, but you wear your blue light glasses all the time. And they don't really look very different from the blue light glasses. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So much closer. Yeah. Oh, well, Sean I don't put know. them on and looked at me and I was like across the room. I'm like, don't do that. They're up for up close. And he's like, Ugh. yeah, it's hard to, to, uh, to look. Cause you're not supposed to. I didn't realize that. I thought once you had them on, it wouldn't be a big deal. I thought no, they're just, like reading glasses. It's like yeah. my mom when she, well, she wears hers more now than she used to. Cause she got like the bifocal, mm-hmm. but yeah. So Sean's okay. going to make himself sick today by keeping these on when he doesn't need them. Well, I can see things so much better. Oh. Yeah, which is nice. Maybe it's just the adjustment then. Maybe you actually do need them for all all seeing. I don't know. We'll find out. I'm about to find out. Okay, I'm going to take them off now, though. <laughs> they Superman, just came. Clark Kent. Ooh, Superman. Superman. They're a little dirty. Hmm. But they just came. Well, they came the other day, and Raymond let me know. Thank you on Patreon. 
that his took like seven to 10 days. I was like, Sean, it's been, did they tell you they'd shipped? And he's like, oh yeah, I think they're here. They're just in the mailbox. And I was like, oh, okay. Well then I'll go, I'll go get them. So. Speedy delivery. Mm-hmm. Uh, they showed up as they were promised. Mm-hmm. Good price. I'm happy. Yep. Hopefully, you know, going forward, I won't strain my eyes like I've been doing. Yeah. He'll like do the no winky eyes. Yeah. All right. Well, that covers Ta-da. my medical updates. And, yep. uh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm kind of boring today. I feel like I'm flat. Flat? Yeah. Wah, wah. Wah, wah. That's okay. People have good letters. Do, do you want they? to jump into that? Yeah, I guess we I don't should. think there's anything else. I'm going to Playlist Live. By the time this goes live, we'll already be there. So I can't really tell people to get tickets. I Quick think we told them last trip. time. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it's just work. It's just work. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. It's it's fun to get back into those things. If you see me there, if you see Sean there, say hi. We're very friendly. So we get, ooh, we get on a plane. Mm-hmm. We go to Orlando. Um, Orlando. And then uh, we're right back. It's a quick boom. Well, I mean, it's like a long weekend. It's a Labor Day weekend. Yeah. It's Unfo- nice. Working on Labor Day weekend. You know? Oh, we always do. Playlist Live is always on Labor Day weekend, you guys. Um and they usually, is it Saturday night or Sunday night? They shut down uh, or Universal Studios or Universal City Walk or whatever they call it. And we get to go in. My I mom, don't know if they're doing that this year. My I mom didn't... was like, don't forget your wands. And I was like, thanks for the heads up, mom. <laughs> Our Harry Potter wands. Right, right. I never did try the butterbeer. And I might have to try that this year. Ooh. Sean Doherty doesn't like it. Maybe the fire whiskey or whatever they call it, which I think is just fireball. Okay. I don't know. Anyway, I'm I'm going to try some things. We're going to do some things. Come say hi. I have a panel on Sunday at 11 to 11.45 about mental health. Guess what I'm going to be doing while I'm there? What? Editing. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sean has to edit the pod. Um, and then we're going to hang out. Have a good time. Say hi to people. At a distance. I'm going to do everything through a, a mask, you know? No, I'm going to say hi to people. Are you? I'm yeah. going to wrap myself in bubble wrap and then a layer of saran wrap around that. Sean's sure. a whole bunch of fun, you guys. Get mm. excited. Get excited to meet us. Meet us and greet us. Yeah. But I'm just excited to be back. We're back, baby. All right, let's get into the letters. Okay. Let's, let's anyway, spruce things up. Come say hi. We'll be there for a few days. It'll be great. I hate leaving Roxy, but it'll be cool. Okay. We have. Oh my God. We took her to a new dog obedience oh, place. Yes, oh, yeah. Puppy probably... parlance. Right. So, Roxy, you know, her personality is a little uh, different. She's a great dog, by the way. Love her. But she doesn't seem to pick up on some social cues from other animals. Mm-hmm. Like when the other animal doesn't want to play, she just stares it down and like hunkers and down. And she's even like a spaz when it comes to seeing another dog. You know, other dogs get excited. Like, <laughs> she's like, like yeah. makes these crazy noises and like pulls against her harness. And, and like she'll just... boop them until they want to play. And it, especially if they don't want to play. So anyway, she's got a little bit of a behavior. Uh... Yeah. Cause even that puppy bit her mm-hmm. when we went to Taylor, Texas to get that, go to that beer place. Right. This little baby puppy pit bull, beautiful dog. She like scared it and it bit at her. Yeah. So um, I was looking on Google maps two weeks ago, just for things to do and what's in the area. And I, I love Google maps. I surf around, I, I expand, I look, if it mm-hmm. is very interesting to me, I'll even put on the satellite view. So oh, it's not just you the, guys satellite view. Yeah. Anyways, as I was going along one of the Creek beds, I was actually scouting for, um, swimming holes for a swimming hole. Mm-hmm. I'm like, maybe it'll widen out over there. And that's a good one. Cause it's Didn't we hear from the lady who gave us a massage though, that a lot of people do swim and even fish along that brushy Creek that runs through. Uh, which one's that? I don't know. It runs through above Austin somewhere. Oh. 
I don't really know. Maybe it goes other places. But she said, remember, I thought your massage lady said that people do fish and swim in it. I don't know if that it's that one or the Guadalupe. Or oh, maybe it's the Guadalupe. Yeah. Is El that Brazos. the one down by Wimberley? Yeah, I don't know. And I'm still trying to figure it out. Sorry, guys. We, okay, anyway, continue. Sorry. Yeah. I'm stealing from your story. Um, oh, so, I, so I was looking around. along. I was looking for water holes and then I came across a dog park and I was like, oh, let's take her to the dog park, you know? But then I found out that the dog park has uh, a facility right next door that was built by, and it's it's a, about 30 minutes from us, right? Mm-hmm. So wouldn't be that far to go and it'd be kind of fun. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we took Roxy for an evaluation there because they it's dog psychologist. It's for behavioral it, behavioral changes, essentially. It's like for troubled dogs. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's so, almost like when your kid's having trouble in school and you have to put them in like the alternative school. It was interesting because after she was evaluated by them, mm-hmm. um, the, the, the lady who did the session with her mm-hmm. said she is really smart, mm-hmm. understands everything, very stubborn. If she doesn't want to do something, she, she'll just kind of stare off. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't understand other dogs. She doesn't understand the the lingo. Yeah, she doesn't like speak dog with other dogs, which, which is, is weird because until she was with us, like all through her rescue days and even that first bad person who rescued her, they had two other dogs. Yeah. And her foster mama had two other dogs. I've never heard of a dog not knowing how to dog. Yeah, she can't dog, you guys. She so. doesn't speak dog. And I don't know. Yeah. Well, anyway, so we're going to take her back, I think. Uh, maybe in the next couple of weeks yeah. and we're going to do some more training sessions. She thinks uh, Kinsett's the woman's name. She's really wonderful. She said that they're, that she only needs a couple sessions essentially because she does take instruction from humans. Well, because we work with her, it's just other dogs. So she just needs to be around other dogs. And then you have to instruct her like by hitting her on the butt and being like, don't do that. Then she'll, then she plays fine. Yeah. So she just needs a little reinforcement of that. So we're going to take her for a few more sessions. And then do an individual where Kinsett essentially teaches us how to continue. Roxy will hit me on the butt and say, hey, don't do that. Knock it off. I'm sick of playing, Sean. That's it. (laughs) But when she came home, she was tired. Really gassed. Homegirl was pooped. Mm -hmm. Which hopefully if we can get this under control, then she can go to daycare and get all her yayas out. (gasps) The grumble and the thunder rolls. I don't think you guys will hear it, but there's a storm rolling through. Is it supposed to be a serious storm? I don't think so. Okay. It tells jokes, you know, <laughs> but no. So that's the puppy parlance. Yeah. She's, she can't dog. She's going to learn though. Mm-hmm. And I'm very excited about that because I want her to be around other dogs. I just don't yeah. want other dogs to be scared of her and mm-hmm. then bar- bite, you know, or whatnot. And I almost wish, I mean, we would have never searched this far away or searched for like what we were searching for, for her, but I'm glad that we found this place. And I wish the other place was more like it mm-hmm. because where we took her to get trained originally was fine, but not, it was like, it was just barely enough. And it was really expensive. I think we spent like $1,200 or something just to, for like six week training. And I feel like it was kind of a waste of money because most of what she learns and does now we've worked with her and that's, we could have done it just the same. Yeah. But Kinsett, this particular, this woman who's helping us is just like a real, I just like how she talks about it. And you get like one-on-one time with her where at the other place, it's like, you kind of did, but they're like, she was great. And I was like, Cool. Why is she getting kicked out of daycare? Yeah. Then? Why can't we take her to your daycare anymore? Yeah. The trainer says she's cool. Why? Mm-hmm. What's wrong with daycare people? Right. They're like, you have to pay more so that she's with this special group. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm. this other place. I mean, it's farther, but it's cheaper. Boy, this dog's a money trap. Dogs are pyramid schemes. I tell you. Okay. 
I'm excited because we have a letter from Mandy. Oh. And it is her first OTDM email. They're drum emojis. Oh. I'm just doing her, you know, to do the service. She took the time to put them in. Oh, cool. Says, hello, Katie, Sean, and OTDM folks. I just listened to episode 124, where you were talking about weddings from other cultures. Yes, our Chaldean experience. As most Mexicans, I was raised as Catholic, and most of the weddings that I've been to were Catholics. Before COVID, my hubby and I went to a college of mine's weddings, and she and her family are Christians, and we stayed, oh, we, we were in the ceremony. The pastor was an old man. Oh, no, they stayed at the ceremony. Sorry, I just, it was a typo, and I misspoke. So they were, they saw the ceremony too. The pastor was an old man who was telling the groom that he should hit his bride if she doesn't wake up early to prepare lunch for him to bring to work or any insubordination from her side. Well, go on. This sounds like a very progressive church. Oh, what is this night? night? I don't know. This should never have been a thing. My hubby and I were like, he's joking, right? But we looked around and I saw other married couples where the man was doing gestures to the wife, like, listen to the pastor. He's wise. Oh, right. fuck that guy. Like, like a Ralph Cramden. Like, do you do divorces too? Let's get this going. <laughs> One of these days to the moon. You know, right. We were so angry. Indeed, everyone should believe in whatever Easter bunny they want to. But that guy was just promoting domestic violence. We were about to leave the ceremony when they started to take the vows and the pastor's speech got more standard. And then it was over. When it finished, I remembered the pastor was the bride's grandpa. WTF. That's a weird one to go to. Yeah. That was just coconuts to say something, right? What do you say to that? WT, like, what the fuck doesn't even cover that? Why would you? What is wrong with people? Where was this? In like rural, I don't know. I thought it was interesting going to um, my first Christian wedding or I mean, I've been to Catholic weddings and Catholics are Christians, but. What Christian wedding have we been to? Have I been to? Yeah. Oh, in Orange County, there were, there were a bunch. Oh, yeah. Like Alex and remember mm-hmm. that was Christian and weird. Mm-hmm. And then that I person mean, that I wouldn't that say ring- weird. It was just, they're, they're different. Like go, growing up on the East Coast, you go to a wedding, you wear a suit, you wear uh, leather shoes, a tie, you know, you look presentable. Not that you don't look presentable at other types of weddings, but mm-hmm. going to Orange County, people would show up in flip-flops to the wedding and uh, their best shorts and a Hawaiian shirt. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, this is so it's casual. It's too hot for a suit, Sean. No, I know. But a linen suit, maybe, if you're fancy. Yeah, or, or no jacket, you know, mm-hmm. no no uh, tie. But to show up in flip-flops to a wedding, I, I always thought that's really wild. I, I mean, I grew up in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Um, Like, my, what does my Aunt Roxanne call it? Hooterville? Right. I grew up in Hooterville. And people wear Carhartt to mm-hmm. the weddings. Mm-hmm. And Romeo's. Right. If you know what I'm talking about, you know what's up. With also, there's, shoe. there's a lot of tree fallers in my family. And so they wear uh, hickory shirts sometimes. Mm. And actually. To the weddings? And if, uh-huh. Just hold up here. My mom, if she's listening, will die laughing because one of my cousins got married and he and the groomsmen wore hickory shirts. I don't know what that is. Hickory shirt is like a black and white striped, really thinly striped shirt. Oh, like uh, you're a train conductor? No, like you're like you're a lumberjack. Hmm. That's what they wear. We just call them hickory shirts. I don't know much about the lumberjack culture. I have to be honest. I'm. I mean, I, I don't I'd know assume, the difference between a. I'm hoping this shows what I'm talking about, and a hickory shirt's not a weird thing. Yeah, that's a hickory shirt. Hmm. That right there is what I'm talking about. You know what why. photographs really nicely? Really tight lines, <laughs> tight stripes. I wonder why the that's uh, lumberjack attire. 
I don't know, but it's, it's definitely, you know, so Californians are, are California casual. My family's called what I call country casual. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the wedding we're about to go to is black tie optional, but formal, like dressy dress. I like getting dressed up. I do too. Especially after the pandemic. I've been in my underwear for two years now, waiting to go outside. I was actually excited to, um, like even for Lamar's wedding, because I'd bought that dress before COVID hit, like right before thinking, oh, we'll have these events or, and then, and so I've just been sitting on it forever. And then I was like, oh, I have a reason to wear it. And now in Lauren's, I'm a bridesmaid, so I have to wear black. So I got that dress and we're good, but right. um, it'll be fun. Cool. I'm excited. Okay. Sorry, Amanda, back to your thing. So the brides, I can't believe the pastor is a bride's grandpa. We are open to share the happy moments from people we love and care from different cultures, but man alive, it was far from enjoyable, that first experience. I I totally hear. Anyway, thanks, Katie and Sean. You make our weekends lighter. Hope to write or type back to you soon. Please do. And P.S. Yes, home renos renos are exhausting. Just pass that bridge. Congratulations. Cheers to fucking passing the reno bridge. It's so... Lots of love from the hot north of Mexico, Amanda. North of Mexico? Yay. North Mexico? Northern Mexico? Oh, interesting. I, it doesn't say northern. It says hot north. Hmm. The hot north. Gotcha. Well, hey, uh, regarding the um, the misogynistic grandfather, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the upside here, I think, is that it's not a young pastor who's who's espousing those views. You know, because imagine if it was a 25-year-old. Yeah, you know, some people are set in their ways and you just have to kind of roll your eyes behind their back. And But my grandpa would be more apt to, like, murder you for hitting me right. than to tell you to do that if I don't, like, make you a sandwich. Yeah, some people have weird beliefs, you know. But I don't like the thing that bothers me is that even though I don't believe in Christianity anymore, like I don't practice or whatever, but I think that it can be helpful for a lot of people to have that community. Mm -hmm. And if that was someone who was maybe on the fence, like maybe I'll join. They're like, like he's giving a bad, putting a bad flavor because that doesn't have anything to do with Christianity or Catholicism or Jude, any religion. I think it's in the Old Testament, isn't it? Uh, No, there are things in the Bible about like the woman should be like subservient to her husband is I don't know if that's the right word, but there's that kind of talk, but also the Bible is written in like, I don't even know what time and it's fables. I don't take it as, you know, at like, and it's, and it's word word for word. No, it's like, it's their fables. Job shouldn't smite uh, Ezekiel for. They're to help you learn a lesson. Right. You know, some of them, some of them are just terrifying though. The old Testament is some pretty it's a heavy lot of stuff. killing. It's yeah. a lot of killing. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, and burning bushes too. Uh, that, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. A lot of magic stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's basically like watching the CW. It's like Harry Potter. Right. But then people who are religious like. <laughs> right. Isn't that odd that, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, some people mm-hmm. who are very, uh, religious, uh, devout, uh, devout. Mm-hmm. Christians really don't want to have anything to do with Halloween or, you know. The dark magic. Art, you know, yeah, magic, but mm-hmm. but they believe in their own flavor of magic, just mm-hmm. not off-brand magic. Only through the B-I-B-L-E kind of magic. Basic instructions before leaving Earth. Mm. That's what Bible stands for, right? Yes. I learned that from Wu-Tang Clan. I love it. Um, it's funny you talk about Halloween because it's coming up and I'm excited. We had to figure out what we're going to be. But my friend Christina, like she's a goth, even though she's, she's went from goth to boss. Right. She's a boss. But she loves Halloween, lives for it. And went to Hobby Lobby here to like get the shit for the house because they moved. And she's like, it's not really worth bringing all the, she brought some of her decorations, but not all of them. 
If you're goth, though. Uh-huh. Halloween is every day. Yeah. And, and it's not, they're not trinkets. So that's your real stuff, right? Like I would assume that she, she has children. She, uh-huh. you know, she, like I said, she went from goth to boss, right. but Halloween's like when she shines. Uh-huh. So she went to Hobby Lobby to get all the stuff and they don't have it there. I guess Hobby Lobby is a Christian. Yeah. And she, she like walked around and she came back. She's like, where's your Halloween decoration? Like, we don't celebrate that here, ma'am. And mm-hmm. she was like, Bye. <laughs> she had to break up with Hobby Lobby because they don't mm-hmm. uh, they don't celebrate her pagan holiday. And she was like, I think she said to the lady, "Well, where's the nearest Michaels then? Because I know they're heathens." Oh hell, Michaels! <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. You bump into. Also, uh, she's a comedian, so she's got she's quick witted. You know, you, you know, you're you're walking down the aisle inside of Michaels, and you're looking on some of the lower shelves because you're looking for a specialty item. You know, mm. that, and uh, and then you see a pair of uh, cloven hooves no you know uh, and you look up and you're like oh beazelbub what are you doing here because like, they don't have any of my stuff at uh hobby lobby, hobby so lobby had to come over here to my here for glue and sparkles you know <laughs> he's got a school project for his kid or something mm-hmm. i don't know bad joke but you know what i'm saying you know i well, hear you yeah so, okay well oh, i'm excited yep this is we're on to another one i'm just moving right along yeah yeah because i was floundering there <laughs> <laughs> okay how do you think flounders feel about you know they don't mind it because they do it all the time Right, right. But it'd be like us just say, or what if flounders say to each other, I'm just humaning. Right. Things I think about. Yeah. Things that we think about. Oh my God. The Look other- at me. I'm a person. It's, it's, it's <laughs> on its fins and it's, you know, walking out of the lake. <laughs> Look, he's personing. <laughs> okay. Laura's email is entitled First Job Halloween Trauma, Treasure Maps, and Needles. I'm in. Let's do this. It's going in a lot of directions and I'm excited about it. Okay. It says, Dear Katie, Sean, Roxy, et al. I appreciate that. I found an old note. The rain just started coming down, guys. I don't know. I'm just excited. Okay. I found an old note in my phone that was intended for you guys, but it started. It'll probably be way past Halloween when you read this. It's August. And I was like, wait, did I send this already or not? Hmm. So I had to go through my old sent emails to find out whether I had sent it in. Now I'm keeping a log of what I'm sending so that I don't send you the same story twice. I appreciate your dedication and I look forward to your continued emails. <laughs> okay. She's keeping track. Okay. So this is entitled Halloween Trauma. Okay. You're going to read this way after Halloween. It's almost Halloween again. I feel like it's very apropos. It's like very timely right now. But I think I was traumatized by trick-or-treating when I went out dressed as a witch, a homemade costume. Always homemade. I always had homemade. Nowadays, honestly, we're just lazy. But my mom would stay up late making... My mom loves Halloween costumes. I don't know if you know this. <gasps> She's going to be here for Halloween, Sean. No. We should get dressed up. We'll go out. Out on the town. <laughs> we even dress Roxy up. And, and she'll have Charlotte. So many things. I'm all excited now. We'll have to figure out what our theme is. Any ideas, send them in to otdmpod at gmail.com or actually leave it in the comments. That's probably easier. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. 
Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay. I'm sorry, Laura. I got excited. So went out dressed as a witch. Homemade costume, cardboard hat, bin bag, cape. Yep. What's Makes a bin bag? A garbage bag. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, sorry. I assume she's British. British. I right. say it in a British. A bin bag, cape tied, tied round my neck and a night tie. Oh, a nighty. Sorry, read that wrong. My bin bag cape got snagged on a bush as I was running past. And I, <laughs> I don't know how to say that word, garroted myself. I think it's like choked herself, mm-hmm. right? I don't think I was really traumatized. I still do love Halloween. But my mom did make me go home after that. I didn't want to because I didn't want to, I wanted to get, <laughs> she didn't get all of her sweets. It says I didn't get many sweeties. Womp, womp. Wow, you like choked yourself out on accident with your cape with your bin bag cape things like that happen though i remember when i insisted on being a princess and i grew up in washington state and by halloween it's rainy and cold but you don't want to cover your costume up with a jacket so i like would my mom would put it on me and i would like push it off and i was like you know but you're so excited and i remember i had this like little wand that would it was a star at the end and it lit up oh nice Mm -hmm. hmm Oh yeah. I was like uh like the witch from the good witch from Wizard of Oz. Glinda. Is that Glinda? You know what Halloween is awesome, right? Mm-hmm. But there's yes. a couple of times that I've actually been scared because I think the weird the really strange people do go well, out as well they of shine. Yeah, but like the dangerous scary people. Oh, people can be yeah, harmful and malicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's always like murders and crime that occurs in Halloween. So I'm going to tell you a quick story. Mm-hmm. Uh I was living in New York City. Okay. And I, I was when you were going to the New York Film Academy. Yep, and staying at the Korean Longstay Hotel. Uh, n- was I at that one at that point? No, I think I was at the Seafarer Inn, which oh, is haunted. Oh, yes. oh. by the way, it's very haunted. Dun, dun. I had an experience, but neither here nor there because no one Remember will believe me. Remember our experience in Elgin when that door? Bah, bah, bah. Yeah, that was weird. Weird. Okay, mm-hmm. so I was uh, going to meet up with Karen Rossi. Uh huh. And there was basically a class. She's lovely. There's like six of us that we're going to get together and we're going to go to a party because someone knows someone else who's throwing a party in New York City and Halloween. I'm like, wow, I'm in, you know. Mm-hmm. But in order to get there, um, we had to kind of cross over the parade. And the parade okay. is massive. I didn't know they had a big parade there. I thought it was just West Hollywood. No, Halloween. Did you know they canceled York? West Hollywood this year? Oh, oh really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the West Hollywood Halloween Parade. Okay, I'll tell it later. Continue. No. Anyway, so th- there's just a sea of humanity and they're all walking in the same direction. You're like, yeah, how fun. You get into it. And now you're like, oh my God, it's, you know, 30 people wide. Oh, you like and can't get out or, yeah. Yeah. Like it, part of a movement. Like, we're, we're getting off the next street and you kind of have to make your way. And, mm-hmm. um, but I was at the edge of the crowd trying to get out of the street mm-hmm. and uh, you're, you're just packed, you know, and, and everyone's kind of pushing forward in one direction. Mm-hmm. And I looked over and down the alleyway, there was a person dressed kind of like uh, the the Wicked Witch from, 
uh, Wizard, Wizard of Oz. Oz? Okay. Yeah, thanks. Mm-hmm. Uh, with like the black the hat and the green. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like that. Like I'm pretty Wicked. sure it was a like man. Wicked now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Wicked. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it was a man uh, dressed as as the witch. Mm-hmm. But the person, it was so weird because everyone else is kind of focused on the crowd and yeah. revelry. Yeah, yeah. And this person was on the edge, kind of like of uh, an alley. And they, I made eye contact with them. And it was just like the the... It gave me the creeps. They had like no soul. I don't know what it was. It could have been the green skin and dress, but it it just, it was but so strange. they weren't strange. like in a jovial. They weren't. And they weren't with anyone. At least going. They, <laughs> yeah. And it was just, we made eye contact. And so I, <laughs> this is what kind of a chicken I am. I was supposed to get out at that street. But you're like, Mm-mm. I waited to go to the next I street. I would too. And that's not I, chicken. That's called self-preservation. I think, you know, when you get that feeling, mm-hmm. Mother oh, Nature keeping yep. you alive, like the hair stood up in the back. I was scared in a crowd full of people mm-hmm. because I made eye contact with a stranger. With a but it was, mm-hmm. there was something off. Mm-hmm. And so I tucked my legs and I let the, uh, the let crowd take, take me for another block <laughs> and in hopes that this uh, weirdo didn't, you know, lay eyes on me. I could have avoided a murder that evening You or could have. You don't, I don't know. know. It was really. Trust your senses. Yeah. Your spidey senses. Yeah. I am a chicken. Um, Sean gets and, startled easily. Mm-hmm. You're startleable. Yeah, I certainly am. Sometimes, you know, I just even just the other day, you knew I was in the house because I hadn't gone anywhere, and I walked into the same room as you, and like, <gasps> in my defense, Katie, what you do to scare me is strange. I, I don't like it, and I don't even try to scare you. I just think you need to stop doing this. <laughs> what is it that I do, guys? You know, um, when kids climb up the wall, they like shimmy up between two walls and they get up to the top. That's what you do. I always find you spider monkeying in the corner Can waiting for me. imagine if I was doing it? Uh, <laughs> Katie, I am home. <laughs> like Pink Panther. No, literally what I do to scare him is I walk into a room and I say something to him. Yeah. And he's like, true. huh. <laughs> and I'm like. High alert. I'm like, times. I just turned the light on in the room. Like I was coming through our bedroom to the bathroom and I was like, how do you, do you not notice? Well, yeah, I just didn't realize. <sighs> and he's like coming out of the fright. And yeah. I'm like. I think all I said was, you taking your vitamins? <laughs> You're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I almost cry chopped you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. So back to Laura's letter. Mm. We, tra- we went through Halloween trauma. Now we're moving on to treasure maps. Okay. When I was about 10 years old, I made some paper look old with tea bags and ripping, oh, and ripping it and made a treasure map. I'm, my, the tea bags is very smart. You sit them on the edges and it seeps into it to make it look kind of old. Oh, to, age to stain the paper. it. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Very tricky. I like it. I did that once for this project at school. I love to go over and above. You know me, super type A. I need all the act. I need all the praise, the people pleaser in me. Okay, so wrote a letter, rolled them up, tied them with a ribbon, and hid them in the weird little loft space that was on the landing halfway up the stairs of the pub that we lived in. It was the Elm Tree Tavern, or the old Comet in Petersboro, just in case anyone listening's ever found it. I can't remember what the map was or whether there was actually any treasure or what I even put in the letter. I just remember putting it in there and being excited that one day someone might find it and consider for a moment that it might be really old and find it entertaining. I would find that highly entertaining. I love this. And if we live nearby, I would be like, I'm headed over there right now to try to find this. Right. Oh, if someone's in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. stop by and let us know if it's still there. If you find it, send a picture. Picture. For and sure. if you find the treasure, if it really exists, because who knows, right? Also send that picture. Did you know there was a guy, uh, somewhat wealthy, okay, who had mm-hmm. he hid his monies. Yeah, he it was he, a treasure. He wanted to spice things up, so he this is like twenty years ago, maybe mm-hmm. he hid it, and there were people who were dying trying to find it. Mm-hmm. 
And so, and they kept saying, hey, you have to tell people if this is real or not so that they'll stop going after the treasure that you've hidden. Mm-hmm. And he, he was always adamant that, that he hid it. That he hid it. And um, anyways, uh, there I think there were like four people maybe who have died over the years looking for it. I don't know. I just know that there was also, I don't know what it, I don't think it was a uh, law and order, but something like that. They made a, a show about something oh. similar. NCIS. They, but, uh, but it was like that. And I was like, oh, it's probably based on that dude that really did it. Well, it was just found. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And last year, two years ago. Yeah. But it was like a, a bag full of trash and oh. uh, it said, here's my treasure, you know, and, but one man's trash is another man's treasure. No, you know? but um, um, is that what the saying is? That is the saying. Yeah. But didn't no, but, they, didn't they find it though? It was, yeah. I think he had like some gold, gold coins, coins and, and some rubies or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was like $10,000 worth of stuff. No, it was a million dollars. Oh, a million dollars. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it was supposed to be valued at a million dollars, but I what an amazing thing to yeah. find treasure. You found the treasure. Mm-hmm. Bow, 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 bow. Okay. That will be cool. If anybody finds Laura's thing, let us know. Now, moving on to needle Needles. pain tolerance. Memory from having leukemia. The huge needle that the nurse stuck into my butt cheek. It's like you. You had a huge needle stuck in your I butt. Did. Not for leukemia, but for your, your hip yeah. nerve problem. Yep. I don't remember what it was for, and I think it probably wouldn't have been as bad if I hadn't seen the size of the needle beforehand. Why do they show us that? Sometimes needles don't even look like needles. They just look like sticks. Like the gauge is yeah, so big. so big. You're like, how is that going to go don't through the skin? Don't show us that. Yeah. I know once it gets into the muscle, it's fine. It's going to like, but. It just, just don't show us. Yeah. I don't want to know how long it is. I don't. Just make it happen. You know, here's uh, an invention that they should probably make. What? Is you know they they just put the the thing against you and then they press a button and it it uh, the needle shoots out but you don't really see it. They have that for when you prick your finger if you like uh, testing for blood sugar. Oh, it's already been invented. Yeah, but I don't know about other things. Mm. I don't know, Sean. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's just scary. Sometimes you do see the needle and I don't, and then you think it was gonna, then it's just scary, right? Because you're like, oh my god, that's going in my body. How how much of that needle do you have to push into me? You know, yeah, and then you start to get all fucking terrified. Like, yeah. it's go all the way through me. Oh my that's god. it. When when pregnant ladies uh, get an yeah, epidural, epidural, you I'm don't like, want to see that either. No, that's a big needle, isn't it? Goes into your spine. Mm-hmm. Huh. I don't like that at all. I know, but my friends who had the epidural are like, it's worth it. Oh, for sure. It's like your sister with her C-section. She's like, I want you to knock me out, take the baby out, fix everything, clean it up. And I want a clean baby in my arms when I wake up. Nice. <laughs> Remember? And she's like, wouldn't it. have it any other way. <laughs> I know some people like to prolong it. And I, hey, I'm not a lady. I don't. Uh, I haven't had any kids. We uh, haven't. We're not have, going to do this shenanigan thing. Yeah. But the people who are like, I'm going to have, and no offense if this is you at a home. Natural birth. I yeah. just don't understand. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I have a, a dondula. No, what no, is it? No, a doula. A doula. Or a dondula. <laughs> is that like, <laughs> I think that's is that like Don Arabic? Juan, but he's also a doula. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> they have either a, a doula or um, there's another one. I forget right. what it's called. But then you put on some chanty music and then you, you've got a little uh, play pool mm-hmm. in your living room and there's it's a bunch sanitized. of people and they're all having sandwiches, cucumber sandwiches and, is that the, is, wow, that's and a mimosas, you know, mimosas. <laughs> and you're like naked in a pool and, and there's some lady, you can do it, Tina. And you're like, yeah, I can, you know, but, but you're, I don't know. Yeah. And, and then, and why do they do that in a pool? I don't understand what that is. Well, they say it's an easier trans transition for the child from womb to world. Oh, okay. And 
it, the water could be relent. There's a lot of different reasons they say. I think people are trying to raise Olympic swimmers. I think that's what's going on. How would that? Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm just, I'm guessing, you know, that board, little board burst, into a pool. That two second. Yeah. Into like, the pool. Oh. Yeah. But then, and some people like take Michael it Phelps even. is like, I was born in a pool. Right. And you're like, see? <laughs> he was. I told you. That's how you make an Olympian. Okay. So the needle beforehand. You know how you make a cyclist? No. Okay. He doesn't actually have an answer. That was, I was supposed to say. Well, you have to give birth sitting on a bicycle. You know? How would that work? Where, well, where's you the stand up go? on the pedals. You know, the little kid pops out and he sits if on the seat. If Sean and I ever decide to have kids, he has to birth them. Because <laughs> he thinks he can do it while he rides. Creative ways to give birth, you know. <laughs> By Sean St. Louis. Not a doctor. Right, right. Okay. So, it probably wouldn't have been as bad if she hadn't seen the size of the needle. Yes. That's where we're at. Okay. But... Looking it up now, it probably wasn't as big as I remember it being, like under two centimeters, apparently. But I remember it being at least five centimeters, Mm. especially in comparison to a lumbar puncture, a spinal tap needle, which I also looked up and it's nine centimeters. That's done under anesthetic, thankfully. I know it's funny. It's all in the moment. Like you can think things are bigger or scarier, more of a deal because it all depends on also how big you were and like how overwhelmed you were with the situation, Mm. you know? Yeah, I don't really get that overwhelmed, but something I do think about uh, quite often is when I'm in the doctor's office and something has to happen, Mm -hmm. I always look at the packaging, make sure that they open the packaging in front of me. Oh, oh, you think they're going to use dirty needles on it? Well, I just want to make sure that things are sterilized, you know, Mm -hmm. and they they could be working and busy. It's funny, I don't worry about that at doctors so much as I do at nail salons. Oh, yeah. Or tattoo shops. Oh, I guess that too, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, because they have to sterilize all this equipment, you know? Yeah. Remember when you were telling me with tattoos that they feel rough because there's bits of needle? Mine have did, I never neither said of, that. Oh, I thought you said something about that. Mm-mm. But mine have never been rough like that. So I don't know what that was about. I always thought it was just that it, it uh, you're you're not supposed to put needles in your body, you know, and uh, filled with ink. So I think that you're probably having some sort of reaction. That's why it feels rough. Or, or well, mine raised. don't, but I thought that you'd said it was something like that. And I was like, hmm, mine never do. Mm. Anyway, okay. Sorry, Laura, we're way off topic. Now, we're moving on to a whole nother level called geeky confession. Oh. <gasps> Get your glasses ready, Sean. I like jigsaws. I feel like prob- people probably think that's a boring old person, no offense intended, hobby. I don't at all actually love jigsaw puzzles also. I do them on my phone now, though, because it takes up less space. My mom is doing that, too. Do you have any recommendations? Because my mom is looking for a new one. A thousand piece jigsaw puzzle is between A2 and A3 size. Can you imagine if Google made you do it? That was how you did the CAPTCHA. Mm-hmm. If it was like a thousand piece puzzle. You're like, I'm never going to get into this. This is never going <laughs> to. Are you a human? Here. Solve this jigsaw puzzle. The question is though, Laura, do you do it the way that I do it? Which I believe is the correct way, but I might be wrong. Corners first. Outside frame first, then fill in. Well, it solves a lot of the puzzle, you mm-hmm. know, to get you going. Mm-hmm. You can't start from the center of a puzzle. Some that makes just, no sense. I have seen people, I won't name any names, but they'll just start putting things like, oh, this kind of goes together. These colors look together. Uh, I will, my mom and I will. So you do the frame yeah. in the corners and then you kind of group things like, oh, this is like, this looks like it's, uh, let's say we're doing a floral looking thing. Oh, this is more like the teal blues oh these are the pinks you know yeah kind of start to no that's strategy that's mm-hmm. good strategy i like it so that then when you're looking for something that's similar to that you're like oh 
And nothing is worse when you get finished and you're missing a piece. Right. Ugh. Okay. Next story. It's called First Job. So my first job was at a cattery. Like one of those cat cafes? Is that what a cattery is? It started as a work as work experience. I think we do that at age 14 to 15 through school in the UK. So it wasn't paid to start with, but they kept me on over the summer and paid me. I forgot how much though, probably only about three pounds an hour. I have some funny stories though. On my first day, while she was showing me around, around, the boss pointed out a particular cage and said, whatever you do, don't open the bed in this cage. For context, each cage was about two meters by a meter and a half and had a raised platform because cats like to be up high with a bed, which was a small box with a small hole for the cats to get in and out of. And the front opened up completely for cleaning. Makes sense. Okay. I'm visualizing it. She didn't really go into much detail about why I shouldn't open that one. When people say things like that, as someone who is curious, they need to tell you why, or you're going to want to open it. Just say that cat will claw your eyes out, or it's very dangerous and that they bite. Mm. Otherwise, I'm going to want to find out. Let's see what, let's see what happened though, because I feel like maybe I'm getting ahead of her in her story. So she didn't really go into much detail, just said that the cat wasn't friendly. Of course, 14 year old me was very curious about this cat. I know. And could I make it love me? Maybe I could. I'd be the one and only. That's how I would feel. Challenge. Okay. I was curious about this cat and I did the first four days without hearing a peep from the cat that was in this cage and was and wasn't fully convinced that there was even a cat in there. I mean, four days is a lot. The cats sleep a lot. So on the fifth day, my curiosity got the better of me. I thought, I'll just open the door a crack. I'll just take a quick peek. I would have done it too. The second I cracked the door open, a ginger fireball flew across the cage, hissing and growling. Oops. I spun around looking for any injured parties, but the cat, if that was what it even was, had vanished. Uh Uh-oh. It's like the movie Alien when that thing comes out. You know, yeah. What was it? Was it anything at all? We don't know. I assume it went back into the bed. I didn't dare try to open the door again to check. I've never seen a cat move that fast before or since. Wow. Just an orange blur. In contrast, there was a cat called Henry who was extremely fat and lazy. Wait, before we get into this, I think we've told this story, but I'm just going to briefly recap if people haven't heard it. In Amsterdam, we went into that one bar that had the most unfriendly cat. Oh, yeah. Remember, and I was determined to make it like me. And it scratched me up good. Yeah. That motherfucker. It was a bar cat. But not like a bar cat, like you think of like a bodega cat that like lays on chips and hangs out and wants people to pet it. It was like. Yeah. It sat it at like the bar. Spawn of Satan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really strange. I've never seen a cat behave that way. Because like the cat at our vet is the kind of cat I thought that was going to be. It just like lounges and, and like rub my belly. Right. This cat was like. Like, I think I even have a uh, video footage of that cat because it was really unfriendly. It was super unfriendly. Yeah. Remember yeah. the guy sat down at the bar mm-hmm. and the cat was sitting there uh-huh. and the cat did not want it him did. sitting there. So he, the cat chased the guy off mm-hmm. of the stool. It was her, her or his stool. I don't even yeah, know. What, it was but, really strange. Cat, remember, cats like, are it was crazy. It got on the bar and it scared him. So mm-hmm. he moved. Okay. In contrast, there was a cat called Henry who was extremely fat and lazy and heavy. He was so fat and round. He could barely, it's like Bond, your sister's kitty. Mm, It's a big kitty. (laughs) He's a big boy. Your sister periodically sends me photos of him sitting up all funny like a human with like his hand resting on his chubby belly. Yeah. And she's had to give him baths. Is it because he he was eating uh, dog food? 
No. How do you get that big? We don't really know, but she thinks that she would feed the cat. And because if you, oh. don't, if you don't know, Sean's sister had three boys, one of which has moved out and married and has a kid of his own. But there were three boys and her and her husband all living in the same house. And then one would feed the cat and not know. Mm-hmm. And then cats, as they do, go like hit the bowl. You've all seen that chubby cat that hits its bowl. And then another person would feed it, not knowing it had already been fed. So essentially, Bonders was getting like constant food. And then I know that when they tried to put it on a diet and she told them nobody could feed it except for me, then Mark, her husband, would feel bad. And he'd feed it anyway. Uh, and she was like, you're working against me. I saw a cat in a swimming contraption uh, over the weekend. I've seen that too, to help yeah. them mobilize if they have surgeries or if they're heavy. Yeah. Uh, I don't think anyone told the the, the person he that did. cats don't like water because yeah, the, the cat looked mad. And cats don't get to sign the releases, you know? They're like, I right. didn't sign up for this. Put me back. Mm-hmm. Put me back. <laughs> okay. So. He was so fat and round, he could barely walk as his legs weren't much extended from his belly and they weren't strong enough to support him oh, for long. Poor little guy. He's just a little rutabaga. Still, he managed to get out of his cage one time. For context, there was a locked corridor in the front row of the cages. Gotcha. So they could get, you know, to ensure that no cats actually escaped. You had to make sure that the corridor was locked before you even opened a cage door. That makes sense. So I'm cleaning one run of cages and my boss is doing Henry's run of cages and she shouts at me to come and help. And I'm like, what's wrong? She couldn't physically get Henry back into his cage. Oh, baby. We were trying to lift him together, but we're still struggling as his roundness made it difficult to get a grip and to not drop him. (laughs) I just picture like, you know, the dwarf, the little ones with the short legs, with like his belly almost like grazing the ground. Okay. Um, do I they said, breed those cats that way to have the little legs? I believe they do, or oh. it's a type of cat. Okay, so I'd assume that because remember, um, I forget who it was, but somebody we did a collab with had the cat with the really short legs, and I was like, I've never seen that before. Yeah. Oh, my dental hygienist was saying that her wife always likes they're called tortie shell kitties. I was like, tortie shell, and she's like, I know, not tortoise, tortie, and I guess it's like essentially an orange kitty it's a marbled brown black orange not calico because i said like a calico and she's like kind of but it's like all dark with little splotches of orange in it no white fur hmm. she showed me because they her her wife has always had a tortie shell since she was little like the, her parents had two of them and then she got one and now the older one is like eight and they decide it was time to get a kitty hmm. so now they have a tortie shell kitten hmm. never really heard of that type i hadn't either any of our kitty people are probably like well duh katie but anyways okay so you get what's happening, right? We're having a tough time getting Rutabaga back into his cage. I suggested we roll him. He was that round that it worked better than lifting him. We rolled him back into his cage and my boss made me promise never to mention it again. I think I'll get away with it now, though. It's been like 24 years. That <laughs> makes me feel so old, right? <laughs> I hear that. Peace, love and pogo sticks. Tinkerbite. Thanks, Tinkerbite. I love all of that very, very much great stories oh it's like they talk to each other tinkerbite and david redacted okay because she said peace love and pogo sticks his letter is entitled the state of the pogo stick oh dear katie morton per your request on episode 124 the ban of the pogo stick i'm afraid oh the ban of the pogo stick i'm afraid i have to disagree with some of your assessments of the merits of banning said pogo stick 
However, I feel we should allow the citizens of OTDM land to vote on the fate of the pogo stick. Okay. Therefore, I call for referendum. Proposition 478915, the Propel Operator Gain Up to Spring Technology International Corporation Kineticism Act. We're ready. It's getting pretty serious. <laughs> this act shall ban the use, ownership, distribution, and selling of a device that requires the use of a spring-loaded mechanism powered by the operator, which propels the operator up vertical before returning to the surface with an, the aid of a mono protrusion for recreational, for hire, or for exhibition purposes. Uh, legalese is beyond me. I enjoy you imagine it. You, you get sent to the big house, you know, <laughs> what are you in here for? Mm-hmm. Uh, I killed a guy. Oh, okay. Well, I don't want to mess with him. You know, you're going to steal that person's lunch, but uh, mm-hmm. you get to the next person. What, what are you in here for? Mm-hmm. I rode a pogo stick once. <laughs> in OTDM land. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, man. Mm-hmm. That guy's tough, you know? And due to Proposition 478915, yeah. it was... Lifetime. Send him to jail. Yeah. The citizens of, uh, citizens of OTDM land can vote at... There's a Google form. We shall put it below. You may have noticed there are three options. I made an error. So to make things easier, easier, I put, don't choose this option. I know sometimes it's hard to delete and forms are tricky. Has anybody else done this before? Uh, Google forms? Yeah, to like undo and it, it's not always user friendly. Oh, okay. So don't choose that option. I'm sure no one's going to select that option. I would 100% select that option. I've already seen political signs posted on this referendum, such as what goes up must go down, down with the pogo stick and... Make the pogo stick great again. (laughs) I love this so much. Some cabinet ministers have made their thoughts known about their views on said pogo stick. But I suspect one of the ministers, the minister for animal affairs, may have received some compensation for siding with keeping the pogo stick. Fucking pogo stick lobbyists out there, you know, they're just ruining things for... Sullying our, our pool. Yeah. However... It would be wrong for me to call out the minister's name as it is unprofessional and unbecoming of a prime minister. On an unrelated note, have you noticed Roxy wearing a gold-plated dog collar or boxes and boxes of dog treats coming to the house that you didn't purchase or or acting like she's some, she's a higher social class? (gasps) Roxy's getting the monies. She's being influenced. Voting She's peddling influence. Voting will close two weeks from the reading of this email. I hope everyone participates. Me too. I will get in and vote. Sincerely yours, the right honorable David Redacted, Prime Minister of OTD, OTDM Land, or whatever we're going to call it. I love his emails. I wonder so what fun. scandals David is up to. Because mm. here's the deal, man. Here's the deal. Every politician is crooked, right? They don't get into politics to make things right for people. I think David did. I think he's he's a good man. Think he's the real deal. The real deal. Amazing. No one realer. I don't I don't trust politicians, but I, I want to trust. I think this ours one. are in the clear. Yeah. I don't know about Roxy over there or this Prime Minister of Animal Affairs that he's talking about. Right. But I think, you know, everybody else is Okay. On the up and up. We're watching you closely. Yeah. Okay. Time for one more letter. Yeah. And then we're gonna have to wrap this up even we though we pack. Just, we have to pack for Orlando. Exciting and new. Oh, it's from Tom. Oh, hey, what's up, Tom? Says, hey, Katie and Sean, I hope the audio is okay. My dog was whining in the background a bit, but it should make for some good laughs. Are we ready? Turn it up, turn it 